Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, to get 30, how to get 20, 20, 20, how to get 20, 20, to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So, Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Here we go. 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 This is it. This is Top Flight Time Machine. I am Andy Dawson. I'm Sam Delaney. Hello there. This is another one of our bonus episodes that we throw out now and again, where we uh, we round up some of the correspondence that we've had from you, the Cunters. Out there. We could call it Cunter's Corner, couldn't we, Sam? Possibly. Cunter's Corner, Cunter's Mailbag, call Anything it what like you will. That. You've done the legwork for these sorts of episodes. And yeah. we've got huge mailbags, sacks of the stuff. Yeah, literal sacks. So mm. we're, we're contributing nothing to this. We're just going to read out some stuff that you've done. And uh, mm. we'll, we'll fucking get on with it. There's loads of bullshit. We also want uh, unexpected boobs. We want sexual feels. Uh, what's the other categories that we're after? Uh, un- I can't, can't I remember. Un- unusual triggers for teenage wanking could be a good one. I've got a, um, I've got uh, one that I've done today that pe- I, I want to know really whether other people do this sort of shit. Oh, I, I always, always fuck up any kind of trip booking. Mm-hmm. I just always do it because I do it in a frenzy of excitement <laughs> and. Like, you know, when we went to Scotland for the weekend up to, like, the Highlands, me and the missus back in June or July or something, I was so excited. And it was only once we we were flying up to Glasgow, then hiring a car and going to this place. And it was only once we got to the hotel, which was a really long drive from Glasgow for, like, two hours, Mm. did she check the return flights. I said, oh, what time are we flying back on Sunday? And I'd book the return flight for the following month. (laughs) So... Because I haven't checked. So I've just booked a trip somewhere else for, for like um, a few weeks' time, just a, a cheeky couple of days away with the with, with the, the kids as well. Mm-hmm. And I was just sending the details on to my wife, having bragged about it and shown the accommodation that I had booked to my kids last night. Yeah. Oh, look at this, kids. Look what Dad's booked. Oh, it's going to be great. We're going to go away for a few days. And they're really excited. They're picking what room they're going to stay in. Yeah. And I've just booked it again for like, I've booked the flights for yeah. for one set of dates, and I put the accommodation for a set of so, dates a month later. Yeah, yeah. So what's the category then? I am a fuckwit. Yeah, big fuck ups <laughs> when bookings go wrong. When bookings okay. go wrong. Also, yeah. what's the quickest you've ever lost your temper? I was in a job once when I was very young, <laughs> doing work experience, and I turned up one morning with a bit of a hangover. I think I was 19. And there was a really nice Welsh woman who was sort of my boss, my line manager, as they say. Yeah. She was always really nice to me. We had a really good laugh. But because I turned up with a hangover, she went, oh, uh, your brother called for you earlier. And I went, oh, all right. And, uh, and oh, no, that was it. He called me at home and he'd said, oh, I called your office and I spoke to this really nice Welsh woman. And I said, oh, yeah, yeah. And he goes, and when I said, are you there? She said... Oh, no, he turns up when he wants. He's a right part-timer, right? <laughs> and it was like a gag. She was obviously had been joking or flirting with him, perhaps, on the yeah. phone. 
I've turned up at the office, a snot-nosed, spotty teenager, lucky mm. to even be there, right? It was a good place for me to be getting work experience. She's gone, morning. I'm about like two hours late, Andy, because I've been on the piss the night before. And I've gone like this to her. She's my boss and superior. Don't mourn in me. I've spoken to my brother. He said he called the office. And you're giving it all this, oh, he turns up when he wants bollocks. I'm not even getting paid here. I'm not even getting paid here. And I don't want to hear you bad mouthing me to people who call the office. I don't need it. All right. And she tried to like say something in return. I went, no, no, I don't want to hear it. I don't need it. And she just laughed because it's like, you're a teenager on work experience. Who the fuck do you think you are? Anyway, that popped back into my head earlier. And I thought that's probably... And this is saying something, as you and regular listeners will know, that's probably one of the biggest dickhead moves I've ever made in my life. Yeah, it's, a, it's a good one, that one. So we could ask for yeah. the quickest, quickest for you to lose your temper and uh, yeah. a spectacular first days at work as well. Yeah. All of that. Just anything. It's anything, really, you think's funny. Send us any old bollocks. Yeah. By the way, you know I had, a, I had a popper, a Wimbledon fan, who'd been like giving me some off-the-peg banter on Saturday yeah. night when West Ham lost to Wimbledon. Yeah. He's got in touch on Twitter. Oh, was he? Because it turns out he's a listener to the podcast Ooh. and he'd heard our whole rant, including our plans to attack him using drones. Right. And an iPad. And yeah. he's, uh, it, it, there's, there's good news and bad news. The good news is he heard us really coating him off about the fact that he'd called himself an MD on his Twitter bio. <laughs> yeah. And he has subsequently deleted it. So he listened to what we had good. to say. And he said, you're right, I'm a prick, I've removed it. But on the other hand, he was like, oh, yeah, he was, he was being all magnanimous. But then he's chucked something in yeah. um, about my location. Oh, is he coming at you right? with a drone? He's ma- he, he really casually chucked in, not where I live, but an area near where I live. Ooh. And it was like a little shot across the bows, like, you yeah. might think you can trap me down with your drone, Delaney but I know where you are too. I know. You've probably dropped enough hints over the months of doing this though. Talking That's about parks and things like that. It, you know, he's probably <laughs> he, got oh, a yeah, Richmond park. He's got a map yeah. and he'll put little crosses everywhere. You've identified he, yourself. He as actually being. said that he'd triangulated me. Yeah, exactly. Mm. Well, you fucking brought that on yourself, mate. Never mind. Yeah. So we're doing brand management as well. Now then telling people how to do their Twitter bios. Yeah, but we, he got that for free. He did. And we'll let him have it for free because we also did give him a right roasting on air and we didn't know he'd be listening. <laughs> <laughs> so on this occasion, we will let you have that consultancy for free. How, how, if anyone else wants consultancy from us, we will charge a how, lot of money. How how did you think he was going like, to get in touch with you as a West Ham fan, with him as a Wimbledon fan, if he hadn't heard you on this podcast? You don't have because much of a profile, do you? I've or been you- tweeting... I've been tweeting about West Ham for years. Yeah, yeah but you've only got and like I'm always on TalkSport. I'm on TalkSport yeah, okay, talking well. about West Ham. I've been on TalkSport talking about West Ham for about 10 years, so All I right. get loads of shit from people. Well, I suppose yeah. that, that, that reflects well on this podcast then. Mm. We've got lots of listeners. That's nice. Uh, yeah. Shall we, shall we plough into this, this the Cunter's Corner, the Cunter's Mailbag? Let's do it. Dip into it. Uh, yeah. And Andy Peters, who got in touch in the last Cutter's Mailbag and he had a story about a bullshitter who'd chopped his fingers off with a Moulinex electric carving knife and then put them in ice and got them sewn back on again. There's an extra bit from the same bullshitter uh, when the fella had told the story about how he'd cut his own leg off with the same Moulinex and then passed out. He said, uh, 
He woke up in hospital, looked down, saw that they'd sewn his leg back on. He then yeah. heard a voice from God telling him that he wasn't supposed to have a leg, so he ripped oh. it back off. <laughs> Jesus Christ. In the hospital bed. He's fine wow. now, but he's fine, by the way, says Andy. He has two Thank complete God. legs and five complete fingers. Well, that's, um, I'm happy that that has an, a happy ending, that story. And there's another little addendum. Hang on. He says, oh, like, on. Apart from that, he was a sound bloke. He says, well, sort of a two-way street. He had another nickname of Credit Card. And Andy says, I shared a house with two other blokes and he kept on our sofa when he'd split up with his girlfriend. At the time, he wasn't working, but he was a proper grafter, so much so that when we came home from work, the house was immaculate and he cooked us some dinner. We wondered how he got to the shops and back in, so he said he'd use a credit card to basically break back into the house. From then on, we never knew whether he would be there or not until eventually <laughs> until eventually, he was not and he was gone. So great, uh, being able to break in to any property is a great bullshit theme, isn't it? Have you tried that before with a credit card? I've tried it. You can't do it. No, I've never done it's it. It's fucking impossible, isn't it? It's bullshit. No, I'm more of a... If I have had to break into anywhere, I've always been all about climbing like Spider-Man and then yeah. slithering through small gaps in a window. Okay. That was my MO. Okay. When I was younger and thinner, I was well known for being able to get through really small window gaps. What did they call you? The snake. Like a snake. That's what I was, yeah. Uh, <laughs> Lewis has been in touch and said, many years ago, my mum told me that dad went out and came home with no trousers. He claimed that on the way from one pub to another, he saw some kids playing cricket and asked to join in. Uh -oh. Okay. <laughs> on his way from one pub to another. Oh, all right, kids, my man, join in on the old cricket match. You look like you're having a lot of fun. Um, okay, mister. <laughs> he, anyway, he was batting, and one of the kids sent in a rather fast delivery, which deceived him and struck him on the pocket area where he had his fags and matches. The matches right. then burst into flames and he had to remove his trousers before he was seriously burned. Uh, he used to kids. tell me this story as a kid until I got to the age where I started to question it. <laughs> a, a cricket ball, someone had bowled him a googly, a as kid. I believe it's a known. A kid had bowled him a, a googly, kid. yeah. A, a, a googly that was not only had loads of spin, but was also like bowled with such power and speed he ignited a box of matches in his pocket set set his trousers on fire impressive so what happened after that then did he go on to the next pub or did he just go straight home because yeah. it said he yeah. was between so he pubs. took off his burnt trousers went to the next pub just had two or three beers and a meal just and then pants. walked home in his pants <laughs> I've got one here from Mike he says uh, went to Palace versus Watford the other day a mate of a mate came complete bullshit but I caught him out uh I'm going to Vegas in March, and he said he found $500 on the floor when he was there, went into a casino, and turned it into $4,000. It paid for his and his mate's holiday. My mate commented later about a Prague trip and asked him about what happened. Same story again from him, only in Prague. I asked if he was sure about Vegas, and he said it had happened twice. Fucking <laughs> <laughs> hell. Well, what are the odds? Fantastically lucky man. What are the yeah. odds? Unbelievable. <laughs> And there's Pubert another. There's, I go. There's, there's part right. two from Mike as well. This is a schoolmate. He says pretending to be cool. He says his schoolmate was going to the opening match of France '98, Brazil versus Scotland, and his Scottish uncle yeah. was going to pick him up after school, get the Eurostar, then get back ready for school. But apparently, he lost the ticket. 
And another oh, one, fuck. he watched Titanic nine times and became obsessed. Yeah. It got to a point where he had a letter from Sainsbury's who were going to sponsor him to visit the wreck of the Titanic in a submersible. He didn't go in the end. And as Mike <laughs> says, why Sainsbury's? <laughs> <laughs> Let's not pick holes. Remember what our rule is. Yeah, just enjoy it. Yeah. <laughs> Drink Cooper it in. O'Hare. He <laughs> opens his email like this. Hi, guys. I absolutely love the podcast. Good start. Trying to ingratiate himself. Mm. Um, I was talking about the best bullshits earlier today with a mate, and he reminded me of a kid we went to middle school with who once claimed that his dad was the person inside the Big Bird costume <laughs> on Sesame Street. <laughs> yeah. When we started laughing at the obvious lie, he tried to convince us with the extra detail that he was once walked he once walked in on his dad shacking his mum <laughs> while he was wearing the costume. What? He couldn't understand why that made us laugh even more. <laughs> yeah, you know my dad, right? He's Big Bird. Off of Sesame Street, I see him in the costume. No, it ain't, mate. Don't laugh. It's true. It's true. Once I walked in and he was uh, shacking my mum in it. <laughs> How do you know? that? Um, I'll tell you what, mate. There m- you may well have walked in on Big Bird shacking yeah. your mum, but you have... No verification that that was your dad that inside your dad. the costume. Oh, it's actually oh, quite a sad story, that. Alternatively, his dad and mum might have been into various things that incorporated a Big Bird costume that were none of yeah, his business. many explanations, none of them savoury. We're going to um, rule that one as true and legit. Mm. Sorry, uh, Pooper O'Hare, that is true. Your mum was shagged by B- Big Bird. <laughs> <laughs> Stephen Brammer uh, says, a fella used to drink in our local that was a notorious liar. Possibly his most memorable one was that he, had, he said he had a villa in Portugal next to Sir Cliff Richard. And over the years, had got to know the Peter Pan of Pop very well. He right. says the reason why Cliff had never married was because they had to wear a colostomy bag, and he was very embarrassed by it. <laughs> <laughs> this meaning he never felt as though he could settle down. <laughs> he also said that Sir Cliff had had more women than I've had hot dinners. And the same bloke one day told me that if I had a pound for every fag I'd given Rod Stewart, I'd have as much money as him. <laughs> <laughs> Well, I mean, that's like, Rod Stewart's got to be worth, what do you reckon? 20, 20 million. million quid? Yeah. 20 definitely. million? So he's given... So he's given him 20 million, million cigarettes. Yeah. And no also, uh, that Sir Cliff story is absolute bullshit. And mm. I know that Sir Cliff does uh, take legal action now and again against people who tell lies about him. So we'd like to yeah, reiterate... Yeah, no, there's no way there's that's no true. There's no truth in that whatsoever, um, Sir Cliff. Celeb, uh, we haven't had a, a huge amount of celebrity bullshits, but... You'll remember a man who I called Dave the Liar, the one who claimed that he killed a tramp on his first date with a girl. Yes. He's the best real-life bullshitter I've ever known. And <laughs> he, and it just reminds me of, he claimed that he was in a pub once um, in Chiswick and Paul Weller was there. <laughs> and he said that Paul Weller walked in, you know, with all his bodyguards, which was a, re- a recurring element of any of his celebrity lies because he, he covered all all of all of the classic lie genres and he had several celebrity lies and the one about Paul Weller was he's walked in he walked into the Barley Mow Paul Weller the other night with all his bodyguards right and uh, he reckons that he went over to say hello and pay tribute to Paul Weller because he was a huge fan mm-hmm. and the the bodyguards I think he claimed there was like four of them like Paul Weller just goes around to pubs with four bodyguards. Yeah. Um, 
said they they said oi back off and they got a bit heavy handed with him Ooh. and Dave Delive was a bit like oi I'm only you know I don't want any trouble I'm just coming out to say hello but a man can't say hello to his own to one of his idols his idol yeah exactly and, and they were like no he can't fuck off Paul just wants a quiet night and apparently Paul Weller said no no it's alright lads he seems like a nice bloke I want to talk to him <laughs> so Dave Delive then stepped forward again at which point they shoved him over so Dave got up lost his rag and fought and beat up all four of Paul Weller's bodyguards, right? <laughs> After which, Paul Weller said to him, that was the most impressive fighting display I've ever seen. I've never seen someone do that to my bodyguards before. And he fired them all on the spot and offered Dave the job instead. The job of four of men. His of his person yeah the job of four men but Dave couldn't because he was doing I don't know some other made up job he'd told us I yeah. can't remember what it was he, he also just briefly the other time he said so and so turned up same pub with all his bodyguards it was Andy Peters the Andy Peters from CB he goes that Andy Peters was in the pub the other night with all his fucking bodyguards giving it large because he knew that he could stand behind them and he wouldn't get any trouble <laughs> Because in the eighties, when Andy Peters was doing the the Ed the Duck business and all that, still doing a bit, he went everywhere with a hue with what he called his ring of steel, <laughs> which was a, a huge security brief, a little bit like you know when you see the CIA running along next to the president's car and they all yeah. have one hand on the bonnet, don't they? Yeah. And the other hand they have pressing an earpiece into their ear, yeah. and they all wear dark glasses. That's how Andy Peters went around. But with Edward, Ed the Duck with him as well. Yeah, and Ed the Duck. No, Ed the Duck had his own yeah, separate the, security the, team. Of, with the security team ducks with the humans. Yeah, it was duck, ducks in <laughs> dark glasses and, and tuxedos. <laughs> Just briefly though, Andy. Yeah. Do you have any? Do you have bodyguards? Me personally, I mean, you're quite well known. Do no, you have bodyguards? No, I, I, no I'm, I'm, I'm quite down to earth. I just go around as myself. But you must get, if you get trouble, do you just deal with it yourself then? Well, yeah. You're... I've got all the Kung Fu badges and everything, so I can deal with myself. Yeah, it's yeah. no problem. Okay. So, I mean, if you, you... I'm just asking because I'm thinking since that bloke's been threatening me. Oh, I see, yeah. With the drones and various other, th- you know, there's a, been a lot of hostility, let's be honest, towards, towards me in yeah. recent weeks. It's, and... it's a little bit like in 1981 when Roy Race got shot and there was a list of possible <laughs> yes, culprits. Yes, it's just like that. And I think it's only a matter of time before I, Sam Delaney, am shot. Yeah. Hopefully not dead. Um, and I just think it would be shrewd to invest in some security <laughs> before that you. happens. You live in London. Mm. It's very different down there. Yeah. All right. Well, I'll ask Andy Peters if he's yeah. got any good contacts. Good idea. Jalapeño. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass!" So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear, and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. 
Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. Jalapeño. Right, here's some more bullshit then. This is from Cameron Dill. Uh, he says, a lad at my school was a compulsive bullshitter from his side gig at the age of 15 racing dirt bikes professionally to the original Mini Cooper S in his shed shed that was he was restoring but that we never got to see because he was awaiting some custom parts from some fictitious place or other but he says this innocent knobheadery took a turn one day when another lad at our school's dad passed away in year 11 uh, the bullshit had decided to steal the limelight by announcing this was not a big deal because his dad had died the year earlier given that we all knew his dad who worked in the building society down the road this spectacularly cunty lie was met with more than a few questions his response yeah. was that this was his stepdad and his real dad uh. was a stunt driver who had died filming, of all things, an episode of Mersey Beat. Do you remember? <laughs> Do you remember Mersey Beat? I don't I've remember I've forgotten it. about it till just now, but I don't think there was that many car stunts. He said, uh, which, aside from not being well known for its extensive collection of stunts, had not been on the air for about five years. He says, this lie lasted about 48 hours until one of our class caught up our bullshitter's mum picking up her lying son after school and did some fact-checking. This, I I gather, eventually led to a well-deserved kicking by our non-fictitiously grieving classmate. Proper arsehole, says Cameron. (laughs) I kicked his head in. Yeah. Fucking hell. Good. That's it. That's a distressing story all round. There was a lot of people. I mean, uh, that there was a couple of kids in my school who claimed they were adopted but weren't. Is that a common thing? People think, claiming they're mm, adopted? Yeah, it's an attention-seeking thing, isn't it? I think that does happen from time to time. Yeah. yeah. It's like that thing about, okay. I've, I've got a girlfriend, but you wouldn't know her because she goes to another school. It's, it's yeah. on par with that, isn't it? Yeah, it's sad, though, to say that you're adopted. I would have never made that lie up because, you know, I'd feel bad on my mum. <laughs> yeah, it is quite tragic, that. Anyway, Gary Collier has said, um, a bullshit anyway, mate of ours. Anyway, never mind. Told us, never mind. <laughs> if you have ever lied about being adopted and you want to tell us your reasons why, yeah. get in touch through all the usual channels and avenues. Mm. Um, adoption lies is a new category of, top, uh, 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 of content that we're appealing for. <laughs> adoption lies is a great content theme. Like Send us your adoption lies stories. Okay. Gary Collier says, bullshit a mate of ours told us he could come clean now he'd left the regiment, as he called it. He's, he, that's actually really, that's good lingo, that, because yeah. that is what Chris Ryan calls Sounds it. Sounds legit. He, sa- he said he'd served six years in the SAS. This was a surprise to us all, considering he hadn't ever joined the army. However, if anyone challenged him, he'd pack up his tent and live in the woods for two weeks. <laughs> <laughs> He said it was a special forces trick to reset his inner demons. Wow. <laughs> Whoa. That's really impressive because most bullshitters are lazy. Rather than do things with their yeah. life, they just sit in a pub or a school playground yeah. making things up. But this guy at least fucking responded He's... by going out every time <laughs> yeah. someone called him a liar. He'd go and camp in the woods for two what? weeks, which is no easy feat. What he's done there is he's met the bullshit halfway. Hasn't he? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> he hasn't sort of backed it up with the evidence, but he's kind of like gone towards it and uh, yeah, d- done a bit. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I think it's to be admired. 
Another military-related one here. Uh, Joe from New Jersey, it says here. Uh, he might be a bullshitter as well. He might not be in New Jersey. I've got no idea. He says, a guy I went to school... Well, he says, a guy, so he must be American. A guy I went to school with was a notorious bullshitter. When he was about 17, he told everyone that after he passed his driving test, he went out and bought a brand-new Mustang convertible. Ah, he's American, yeah. Oh. And was driving at home in the middle of the night, but hit a tree. Then a pack of wolves started surrounding his car. <laughs> And he, and, and he had to fend them off barehanded. I had to kill the mother and the cubs, he told everyone proudly. <laughs> That's line of the week. That says, is like, I had to kill the mother and the cubs. <laughs> His line of the week. He said uh, the Mustang was totaled, and that's why he took. That's why he had to replace it with a used 1998 Hyundai. Uh, <laughs> the same kid told everyone he was deployed to Afghanistan on the weekends, and his Facebook profile picture was one of the first results for Army Soldier on Google Images. <laughs> Army Soldier. <laughs> Google Army Soldier took the first as picture to a and different put it on sort his of soldier. Yeah, and he says, but he still insisted it was him once someone showed him proof of his Google Images bullshit. <laughs> Uh, John in Manchester. One day at school, we discovered that one of the lads in our class had a very unusual and highfalutin middle name. Absolutely right for ripping the piss out of. After much good-natured ridicule, he set us straight and told us that he had a multi-millionaire uncle abroad who, before this lad was born, told his parents that if they gave him the hilarious middle name, he'd be given £10 million on his 21st birthday. What <laughs> <laughs> kind of mad elaborate lies this? I saw him recently. He's now 30 and looked to be on the bones of his ass. <laughs> I mean, we found out that your middle name is what? Like Tarquin. Yeah. Explain that one. Yeah. Oh, well, it's quite simple. You can all laugh as much as you want, but I've got a multimillionaire uncle who lives out in America, and he said that if uh, if my parents called me Tarquin, then I'd get, what is it, 10 million quid on my 21st birthday. Oh, that explains it. That sounds entirely plausible. Yeah. Sorry, we'll not take the piss anymore. But he must have spent it yeah, then. Cause... Not Christian name. <laughs> How much would you have got if it had been your Christian name? Twenty million. Fifteen. But they thought that was unfair, so that in the end they compromised and went for middle name for the ten million. <laughs> he must have spent it all because he's like thirty now and on the bones of his arse. So he must have spent it between yeah, and, twenty and thirty. Andy, if if someone came to you and said, "If you changed your name mm. to Pedo Cunt," yeah. Um. Pedo cunt terrorist, mm. right? And so, just think it through. You're in the doctor's surgery. Pedo mm. cunt, yeah. Mr. Pedo cunt terrorist. Pedo cunt terrorist. <laughs> how much? And and you had to have it forever, right? How much money would you do that for? Hundred million. You wouldn't do it for ten million. No, hundred. Would you do it for ten million? Yeah, definitely. <laughs> <laughs> without hesitation you can live on the interest and then if you do need to go to the yeah. doctors you can go private because you've got all the money yeah and I, do you know what I'd just get people to give me a nickname yeah it would only be like on my passport yeah. and like my official documentation bank statements so get... exactly I'd go private doctor yeah anywhere yeah. else where your name gets called out <laughs> where else does your name get called out I know where you can become a recluse when you've got 10 million you don't need to go anywhere where your name yeah, gets I'd called out yeah I'd just become like Howard Hughes yeah I'd live in a huge fucking mansion <laughs> I'd grow my fingernails <laughs> really long yeah. I'd, I'd, wa- I'd walk around with Kleenex boxes for shoes yeah and, and I'd invite I, and I'd invent an, an aeroplane that could fly all the way to the Belgian Congo the in sp- under three minutes. The Spruce Goose. 
the spruce goose, exactly. <laughs> yeah, all you need to do is just have your passport changed and then just become a recluse with your 10 million. Piece of piss. Yeah. I'll, I'll retract to be honest, the- mate, I'd do it. I was embarrassed to admit this, but I'd do it for a million. <laughs> <laughs> now that you've... I mean, I was already... I would do it for, like, not much money. I don't care. <laughs> it's the easiest terrorist. thing in the world, changing your name. Yeah, you so just, if anyone's you out there, maybe the a sponsor. Office, don't you? You just go down the yeah. post office. Well, you remember that story the other week about yeah. the fella who turned up to change his name and he hadn't thought of a, na- of a new name, so he just said to the woman behind the counter at the post office, what's, what's your name? I'll change it to that. Yeah. It's really easy. Dead easy. It's like getting a dog license. <laughs> <laughs> I've, got, um, I've got a sexual failure from Chris Moore. Okay. And he says, at uni, I really fancied this girl. And one night, me and my mates went out to some club night and I invited her and a mate along. About 12, mm. 12.30, she came over to me on the dance floor, me having been played at cool all evening by basically ignoring her. Anyway, <laughs> she asked me if I wanted to leave and get a Domino's or something. Ooh. Ooh. I replied that I wasn't hungry, but maybe in an hour or so. Oh, Chris, you dick. <laughs> oh, God, mate. <laughs> oh. He says, by the time I... The thing re- is, these are so bad because they're so sort of familiar. <laughs> yeah. He says, by the time I realised what was going on, her and her mate had got bored and gone home. Standard sexual failure, and I thought that was the end of it. But no. <laughs> oh, God. A few months later, she messaged me out of the blue and invited me on another night out with her friends. Trying to impress them, I got so smashed I lost my phone and money. I was in a world of my own, and all her friends went home, but she stayed until the end with me. God, Chris, oh. you don't deserve this girl, Chris. Chris, I can't. I'm not sure I can listen to any more of this. You're going to have to, so You're going to have to. Oh. Chris goes on. She asked me to walk her home, and instead, I literally ran down the middle of the road to the takeaway, <laughs> leaving, <laughs> leave, leaving her behind to get the bus, for which she didn't have any change, so the bus driver had to let her on for free. He says, uh, I tried to pay for my takeaway with a few coppers I'd found on the floor. <laughs> Jesus Christ almighty. He says, there were multiple failures with the same girl, but these are the most spectacular. Nothing ever and happened between us. She kept coming she back kept for more. going. Yeah. And I want to hear from her. Yeah. Because I, I said to my missus the other night, I said, you see all these sexual failures? I go, you know, we've asked the people for the podcast. What fucking podcast? I do a podcast. <laughs> That's what I do when I'm in my bedroom talking. When you hear me swearing, I'm not just swearing at myself in the mirror, if that's what you probably think. <laughs> anyway, I said, we ask people for sexual failures. I said, you know, because I said, all blokes, like all blokes have a ton of instance in which it appeared that um, there was a girl who was, you know, giving the signs that they were, I don't want to say up for it, because that mm. sounds a little bit horrible, doesn't it? But, you know, that they were interested in the romantically. Yeah. Yeah. And they muck it up. I said, so by that rationale, presumably there are loads of... All women have yeah. stories about times that they tried to show a bloke yeah, that they, they were, were in interested the <laughs> yeah. and that the bloke failed <laughs> and fucked, fucked it off. <laughs> I said, that must be the case. like, And that must be just as amusing. Like, girls must exchange stories about there was this time when I invited a guy around and my parents were out and, you know, yeah, I was in bed when he got there and he just said, oh, I'm, can I watch a fishing program on the Discovery Channel or whatever, <laughs> right? And she said, no, not really. And I said, so what? She went, I think to a huge degree, the opportunities that you imagine until your mates were open to you and that you failed 
yeah um are just stories you tell yourselves yeah and i don't think the opportunities were ever actually there in the first place because that way she said you can tell yourself a story that you could have had loads and loads and loads of sex if only you'd been a little bit more confident (laughs) fuck and i stopped i cut off the conversation at that point i just said i said do you know what shut your face did you go upstairs and pretend to do a podcast? I said, yourself? shut your fucking face. Your lying, selfish face. I'm going to tell you upstairs. The, I'm going to tell the other men about you. <laughs> <laughs> Have you got any more there um, on, on your big list? Yeah, James. When I was at high school, a mate of mine was the original Jim White. You know, Jim White off of uh, Sky Sports News yeah. for transfer rumours. He came out of all sorts of shit, mainly... <laughs> Through his mum, he said, as she had seen a cu- uh, she had seen people in the airport going to exotic lands. His best was Andy Impey going to Real Madrid. <laughs> what made this particular bullshit even better was that he he went on to say his dad worked for Merlin, who did the Premier League sticker book at the time. <laughs> That's great. He told me that his dad had printed a sticker of Andy Impey in his Real Madrid kit. He kept going on to tell me that it, this was a shiny. <laughs> Listen, mate, I know it sounds far-fetched, but I'm only telling you what I know. And what I know is that my dad was at the Merlin Sticker Factory just yesterday printing up a million Andy Impey Real Madrid stickers. And they're not going to waste their money. They're not idiots at Merlin, are they? They're not going to start the printing presses until they've got it factually confirmed (laughs) by the representatives of both Real Madrid and Andy Impey. Um, <laughs> anyway, he could not explain why Merlin were now seemingly printing La Liga stickers. <laughs> when when it didn't happen over the summer, he said Andy Impey had preferred to stay at QPR, <laughs> which is perhaps the most far-fetched element of this story. Go to Real Madrid. Oh, God. Mm. I've got a, an unexpected boob story here. Uh, oh, yeah. I've lost the name of the fellow that sent it, unfortunately. It's been deleted. Never mind. Uh, he says, I moved into a flat with a couple of lads, and in the first week, we were cooking a meal together. Somehow, they all had their backs to the window, and I was the only one facing out of the window. Across the way, a girl came into the room and proceeded to get changed, and I watched while maintaining the conversation without the other lads catching on. I lived there for mm. two years, but never saw her again. <laughs> so he's having a Doesn't conversation matter. with the two lads while watching unexpected boobs across the gives me across another the like he never saw her again and he yeah. watched forever so not unlike my little run of good luck at the in train station. the year 1991 at the train station the thing that, um, with this is he never saw her again so I'm thinking ghost boobs yes that's what I was about to say <laughs> That's the exact phrase I was about to use. This is now, we've been doing this for so long, we're thinking the same thoughts, mate. Because I was like, right, this is a new category for yeah, people to boobs. write in about. Ghost boobs. Have, has, a, has a ghost ever flashed you her boobs? You know how to get in touch via Twitter. We've got an email address now, topflighttimemachine at gmail.com. Yeah. Get, just mark your message, mark your emails, Ghost boobs in, in capital letters, yeah, so we can yeah. see it because we get a lot. <laughs> Have you got any more? Or is that is that it? Yeah, I've got a really long unexpected boobs. I haven't checked it, so it better be good. We, <laughs> you know, I'm going to read it. I'm going to commit just this once to I'll a just, long email. I'll edit it, it out. Better shit. be fucking good. I'll edit it out. Yeah? Shit, go for it. Stephen is a cunter from Rochdale. Good start. Uh, a few years. He, that's he describes himself as that. 
A few years ago, me and my girlfriend took our two young kids to Sandcastle in Blackpool, an indoor water park. There's a bit, they call it the treehouse, where you walk up some steps. Walk, this is already really dark that he's yeah. a, 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 a fucking water park. I've read kids. this one. This is good. Right. Walk around a structure and back down some steps with various water features and toys along the way. Not much help to the listeners, but I've attached a picture below in case you can describe it better. If you decide to use this story, I can't see the picture and I'm not going to. Just above the stairs to come back down are some strategically placed buckets. They fill up with water, allowing you to tip them up to splash whoever is walking down the stairs. As we approached, a family was stood at the buckets. The father had clearly decided he couldn't leave such an important task to the kids. (laughs) And was stood (laughs) stood holding the... Get away, kids! You idiots, you'll only muck it up. Yeah. Dad'll do this. I'll do it properly. (laughs) (laughs) My... um, Hang on. As we... Right. So the father decided he was going to do it and he stood holding the bucket menacingly. I sighed and began my descent, but the man held his nerve. My children followed and I was certain they were going to get splashed. But this man was patient. He knew the end game here. Fuck. My my girlfriend began to walk down the steps. The man timed it beautifully. He tipped the bucket and a large amount of water hit my girlfriend from above. She let out a shriek and began to run down the stairs into the safety of the busy water park. She had not noticed, however, that the force of the water had pushed her bikini top down her body, oh revealing her boobs to not only the family with the bucket, but now to the wider public of the water park. It sounds like something from Benny Hill. Yeah. It was probably only four or five seconds before she realised and covered up, but long enough for people to get an eyeful. <laughs> <laughs> oh, an eyeful. <laughs> I didn't send this story in initially, as I assumed the man responsible would be emailing his version of the same. So, yeah, it's more a story that should have come from the man. Yeah, exactly. What's wrong with him? But... I've since realised that this man knew the score. These boobs were not unexpected for him. They were planned or expected boobs. And, of course, that's true. That's not... That's This is a very interesting story because the boobs were unexpected yeah. to the boyfriend, but yeah. not to the stranger. Not to the perpetrator. Mm. It kind of and that's why it's wrong. If if the other bloke had sent it in, we would have failed him on two counts. One yeah. is these were expected boobs. And two is, mate, that is like... An assault. That is a, yeah, it's assault. It's like a sex crime. Yeah. And well, that is We're not, not what that. we are endorsing on this cool in this play, element of the show. <laughs> anyway, this this blow ends with, still, it's a win-win. That man got some boobs, and fair play, he earned them. <laughs> and the kids get a story they get to remind their mummy about at least once a month. <laughs> Blokes a maniac. I think I would have punched that bloke in the mouth. It's like, you just timed a... Yeah. You just, removed my girlfriend's bikini top with a bucket of water assault you but, maniac but no, and for I, what I, what really did you get from that a five second glimpse of her nipples but no our correspondent says well done mate you earned it i know very <laughs> open-minded strange world. and liberal viewpoint and i suppose that's to be applauded yeah, uh, that's a weird way to end a, a, a quite an enjoyable podcast. Uh, keep all the stuff coming in, like like you said, Sam. We're Top Flight Time Machine at gmail dot com. We're on Twitter at TF Time Machine, and we're on Facebook as well. Keep them coming. Ghost boobs. Ghost really boob, keen yeah, on please, hearing your ghost boobs stories. Send if the you've ghost got boobs any. in, please. I <laughs> uh, will be back with a new episode tomorrow, which will be our Friday look ahead. Uh, thanks for listening. Bye bye. Thanks everyone.
Why don't more infant formula companies use organic, grass-fed whole milk instead of skim? Why don't more infant formula companies use the latest breast milk science? Why don't more infant formula companies run their own clinical trials? Why don't more infant formula companies use more of the proteins found in breast milk? Why don't more infant formula companies have their own factories instead of outsourcing their manufacturing? We wondered the same thing. So we made Byheart, a better formula for formula. Learn more at byheart.com.